0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. Uh, we <laughs> don't usually talk about... No laughing, Rachel. This is not a laughing matter that I'm I, I know. About. It's very serious. I apologize. Um, we don't usually talk about our winners and losers at the top of the show, uh, but today we are going to talk about Rachel Ray, who... Was going to be our loser, um, purely for a numbers reason. Uh, She sold her Hamptons home, but she sold it for less than she put on the market for, and it took her several years to sell it. So Mm. she took less than she wanted, qualified real estate loser, but it seemed really, really, really mean for us to call her a loser because her home just burned down um, in upstate New York. And this was the home... Was this the home that she just sold or a different one? This is a different one. So she just sold her Hamptons home. And this home, uh, it's in Lake Lucerne, which is in upstate New York. Rachel has had it for, I think, since 2013. Um, This is a home that she, yeah, so she's owned it since 2013. um, And she's been living there with her husband, John Cusimano, and their little dog, uh, during quarantine, she's been filming episodes um, of her cooking show there. So we're all doing uh, our shows from our house. What's that been like for you so far?
1: Poor John is the entire um, everything. He's the cameraman in, in the production team here. And Isabu, our 15-year-old Pitbull, is, of course, our entire studio audience.
0: She sleeps through a lot of it and needs multiple bathroom breaks. But uh, <laughs> we're trying. Our shows are live on Monday and Friday from our house. are live to tape anyway from, from our home to everybody's. So this happened on Sunday night. Um, August 9th. August 9th. We're recording this on Monday. So it was just yesterday. Last night. Uh, the, the the day prior or the day, the, the just the afternoon before the fire, they were at a celebrity golf tournament. Um, so Karma was like, oh, <laughs> you just did charity? We don't care. Uh, Sorry sorry your house is still going to burn down I guess 911 was called around 8 p.m. and the house suffered a lot of damage it it wasn't just a small fire Um, yeah the pictures
2: are kind of gnarly looking of the the blaze
0: it's really sad there's there's pictures circulating on Twitter uh but Rachel her husband and their dog are all safe so that's the most important thing
2: and we don't know how the fire started right like I I mean it wasn't was it a cooking
0: fire? <laughs> well, as of right now, there's no cause of fire. I'm sure they'll be doing um, inspections and they, they may be able to determine the cause of the fire. Um, but yeah, so Rachel Ray, real estate loser of the week, but in no way a loser in life. As someone who's gone through a house fire, the most important thing is that everyone got out safe your home, there's <laughs> insurance. She's gonna drop that little nugget there. I know. I'll save that. That's that's a story for another podcast. Um, Listeners, Natalie's happens. house
2: did burn down. It is a um, a story full of advice, I feel like, actually. It, yeah,
0: I wrote that story, I wrote that story, like, three years ago, too. Um, it's yeah. on our site. So, if you search, if you Google, like, realtor.com, Thanksgiving house fire. Oh, spoiler alert, it happened on Thanksgiving night. So, We'll save it when we get closer to Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll go into detail on some of the things that I learned. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying, as someone who has gone through that, the most important thing, you're a winner because you and your husband and your dog are safe. Like, that's the most important thing. Moving.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kind of a weird transition to go from Rachel Ray's house burning down into a... Uh, service that's like an Airbnb for pools.
0: I mean, okay, this is this is a thing that we're thinking about because, you know, it's summertime, it's hot, coronavirus, what? and there's a company that we discussed in a previous podcast called Swimply.
2: Yeah, and I just want to remind people if they heard that episode or if they didn't hear that episode, we were not on board. <laughs> no. Like, all three of us, myself, Natalie, and Eric We're like, this is an outrageous idea. So Swimply is uh, a portmanteau of the word swim and simply. (laughs) And it basically is a service that allows people to rent out their swimming pools to strangers. Mm -hmm. And at the time, this was before COVID, we were like, this is insane. Why would you do this? I believe we were all not on board. Or was it just me?
0: No, we were all like, this is, we we were completely bashing it. We're like, this is the dumbest idea. Like, who, like. Who's going to do this? But
2: don't we look foolish now? So this is months later <laughs> in the middle of summer during a pandemic. And business apparently with Swimply is booming because of all these people cooped up in their apartments and their homes. And they
0: don't have a way to get out and play in the water and go swimming. With beaches closed, with community pools closed. They're going elsewhere, and they're going to Swimply apparently. Yeah. So this, this website was actually featured on Shark Tank,
2: which I didn't know before. Maybe if I'd known it had the shark's backing, I would have been a little bit more in favor of it before. <laughs> Mm. I love Shark Tank. Um, of course. You but know. so it now has thousands of pools to choose from in over a dozen states, including Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, New York, South Carolina, Texas, and Virginia. I felt like I was doing the fine print at the end of a commercial there. I know. <laughs> um Homeowners can set their own price, but the average is about 45 an hour, and then they can also customize their listings, and I think some of them do say that they'll allow groups, but obviously during this time, you shouldn't be having, you know, pool parties. So right. this is really for the, the small family or the couple that just needs to go out and take a dip. But people are making thousands of dollars off of
0: this. There's one family that said they've made about $7,000 so far renting out their pool. Crazy. Do they address any of the concerns about coronavirus transmission, you know, going in someone else's space? Well, and that's what I was kind of
2: looking for. But as we have already reported on this podcast, pools aren't really a risk. And in fact, chlorine can disinfect um, mm-hmm. or deactivate the virus, so to speak. So as long as you're keeping social distance or you're with people of your own household, it's fine. I assume, I mean, because you've also got pool furniture and other things that people might be touching. And I assume that there's procedures in place to wipe this stuff down. The co-founder, his name is, uh, Asher Weinberger. He said, quote, it's contactless, no cleanup required, and you can't break a pool. You can't break the water. Uh, and then he said my own pool, which is right out there on the platform for the last five weeks. He's made $25,000 in five weeks. Stop. That's what he
0: says. That's crazy. And this isn't the
2: only, um, I guess, app or service out there like this. There's also one called Joy Space. And Mm. that's one that is starting to take off a little bit too, where you can rent uh, private spaces by the hour. So like a gym or a hot tub or a Mm. basketball court um, or even just like, your kick-ass backyard so it's not just pools people are learning to capitalize on the really awesome home features that they have and now they're turning a profit and I guess helping people that need to get out of their own
0: four walls it's so interesting how covid would be the thing that would really propel these businesses I mean we for sure thought it was gonna tank
2: i guess the ceo in the beginning said that when covid first happened he thought or one of the co-founders whatever whoever he is he thought that maybe covid would be bad for it until we've all been stuck inside for so long
0: so i would have for sure thought that covid would be bad for it like me too people just this mentality of like I need to be safe and to be safe I need to stay inside my own four walls but after a certain time people start to go stir crazy so for sure Is da, my question of like does the homeowner just stay
2: inside watching or do they like <laughs> vacate the house for what? like what happens during this process I'm unclear <laughs> and I remember we went through the sign up process way back when but maybe we should do it again just to see what the limitations are and like what you know what it would possibly look like right
0: like Like what's expected of you are you not allowed to just be in your living room like a creeper just (laughs) staring at the people (laughs) in your pool
2: or do you go out and like offer lemonade and a margarita or something which seems anti-covid but
0: I mean for airbnbs you know like usually nine times out of ten the host is just gonna stay away so I'm guessing it's the same for this I hope so I really do I mean, with COVID, and we've talked about this previously, how some people who live in big cities are thinking about moving to smaller cities, um, places where the population's less, places that are just more off the beaten path. It's made a lot of people consider buying homes in smaller towns. And uh, there's an Instagram account called Cheap Old Houses. This was profiled in the New York Post a little bit ago. Um But this Instagram account posts listings of cheap old houses. Most of the homes are close to 100 years old, some even more than that. And, uh, you know, they pick homes that have personality, homes that have good bones, and they're all very, very, very inexpensive. Um, One of the couples that they profiled bought a home in, what is the name of this town... Mm -mm -mm. it's like Rwanda no it's not Gwanda. Gawanda Rwanda (laughs) I knew it looked like Rwanda one letter difference okay so they live in Buffalo but they bought this house in Gawanda which is an hour south and the population is extremely small 2,700 people um and they bought the home for 52,500 dollars And, uh, it's a four bed, one and a half bath. So I'm assuming they're going to want to put another bathroom in there. I hope so. Um, but they plan on renovating for another $50,000. Um, another person bought a home in West Virginia for $18,000, like very inexpensive houses, but they are in small towns or, you know, states that are, not as not you know they're not
2: they're maybe not as desirable or as sought after places
0: to live not near major um employment centers so I went on the website cheap old houses um cheap old homes excuse me um they have I mean they've turned this into a business they have different newsletters that you can sign up for they have like and, and they'll send you listings and there's some that are like cheap old Victorians, cheap old, you know. Did you sign up? No, I didn't. I didn't. You because, should because you like a cheap old Victorian. I know. I should look. Well, I was looking at the listings and they're all in places that are very far away from the places that I want to live. And I was even thinking like, oh, it could be a vacation home. You know, you you have this and you have to travel to get there. Maybe get on a plane to get there. But... I don't know. It, yeah, maybe I'll sign up. <laughs> I don't know. But you never know. And like the Buffalo guys, you never know until you go look.
2: I mean, that's exactly you, think you know where you want to live, but maybe then you discover a whole new world and they write a CW show about you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or something like a global pandemic happens and you're like, let's get out of Dodge. Let's let's go. We have we can buy this house for super cheap. We can start an Instagram about us fixing it up it'll be like a whole thing and we can sell ads for crate and barrel great yeah Um, and then you can rent out your pool and swim play sure if people are willing I mean the couple who bought the home in Gowanda, they were saying that one of one of the toughest things is getting um, contractors and workers to actually come out to to, to do construction because oh, interesting it's a small town <laughs> and finding mm. the folks that they are familiar with to do the work on their house um it's it's difficult to get them to drive multiple hours an hour or two
2: yeah interesting okay okay yeah so, so that's maybe something you, to
0: keep in mind so do we know w- what
2: most of these people are doing with these homes? Like, are they second homes for them to live in? Are they first homes for them to live in? Are they Airbnbs? Or did they just like, did they just buy them because they were cheap? Like, I have that problem all the time. I'll see something and it's on sale and I'm like, well, I'd be stupid not to do it. So
0: is that something happening here? I think the i'd be stupid not to do it is definitely something i think that's why a lot of people sign up for like the newsletters um the people that were profiled here it looks like mm, a couple of them have made it their primary residence uh one guy who's a 21 year old student and musician moved from las vegas to weedsport new york okay Uh, that's random yeah and there's another girl who bought a home in um, West Virginia. She bought it for $18,000. She bought a house for $18,000. Um, and she is really into architectural preservation. Um, she, I think she's an architectural historian. So she's like started Instagram or is like posting updates on her Instagram and is like, this is my thing now. So yeah. and, and it's that's going to be like her main residence. Um, and she actually lived in like close to where she bought the house so I think it depends from person to person it depends on where you live it depends on if you want to uproot your life um
2: you know every story is different and I might be stating the obvious here they have a picture of the girl who bought it for 18,000 and by the way it says renovations will cost around Mm 125,000 um I just want to state the picture looks like it cost her 18000
0: So The house, yeah.
2: Yeah, just to, just to clarify here, I assume that when you're paying for these cheap old houses, you are always going to get a fixer-upper, right? Oh, like yeah. There's no case in which you're getting something that is remotely move-in ready.
0: Yeah, I feel like nine times out of ten, if you're going to buy one of these homes, you have to be willing to put in a lot of work and... Luckily, that's really appealing for a lot of people right now, and it's a real trend um, mm. to to buy a fixer upper and make it your dream home. So, I don't know your we- desire. I know. <laughs>
2: First, I see this story about these cheap old houses, and it honestly like starts to give me a little bit of a panic attack.
0: <laughs> You're I like, oh my god, there's so much that has to be done.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm not a. I'm not a DIY renovator girl. Like. I'll, I'll watch the shows on HGTV, but please do not put me in the middle of that. But, but I mean, I am very much admire the people who do. And this woman who got it for $18,000, i am sure it'll end up beautiful. And if you want to get your toes wet in the DIY
0: renovating game, this seems like a really good way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy a cheap old house and <sighs> that'll be my new life project. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now that you figured out what rug you're keeping oh my god I have a rug I hung a sconce today you know, I know I'm developing I my DIY skills it's a little it's just a little crooked
2: no you're you're DIYing the
0: crap out of that apartment I like it I'm trying we're all trying
2: we are all trying our best
0: updating you on the updates. Yes, it is time for making moves. This is our new segment where we go back in time. Ta- well, we-, we go back to the future. We go back to the future. We're talking about homes that we previously discussed and we're giving you a little bit of an update on them. The first place that we're going to discuss is the lovely Malibu home of JLo lo and A-Rod. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. And you
2: might remember it. I had to have Natalie remind me which one this was. Um, you guys might remember it from about a year ago because it was just over a year ago that they purchased it. And
0: it was one where they had asked Joanna
2: Gaines to come decorate it.
0: J-Lo and A-Rod bought this place for $6.6 6 and they've recently listed it for $7.99 So $8 million, a mere 18 months after buying it uh oh. so why the quick turnaround there's a little bit of you know a little bit of insight into this
2: tell me pa- tell me
0: well okay so apparently j-rod i was about to do what you just did
2: <laughs> a-lo and j-rod
0: apparently j-lo and a-rod are um some of the investors who are looking to purchase the new york uh, mets I'm like sports hey. ball. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, they're looking to purchase the Mets with a- another group of investors, and so some people are speculating. Oh, they just want to free up some capital in their portfolio. They're not really use it. They're not really in Malibu right now. They're not really using this home. Uh, my question is: Did like did Joanna actually renovate this place?
2: Here's what happened. During an interview on the Ellen DeGeneres Show,
1: I'm obsessed with um, Fixer Upper. Do you guys know Joanna Gaines and shit? Yes. So I'm obsessed with it, and my sister got me like that. That's actually what I remember getting for Christmas. My sister got me her new book. We actually got a little Fixer Upper um, next to the water, and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing, you know, to like have her do it for us and this it that? But she doesn't do anything outside of nope. know, Waco. Yeah, like, Waco. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And uh, I was like, no, 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 and, and I didn't even know that, honestly, that Alex listens to me half the time, you know. And I'm talking, and so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, talking to my friends and my sister or whatever over Christmas, and then come our anniversary, um, he goes, hey, I want you to, and it was like a Sunday, and he was like, I, have, I want you to do a meeting. And he's, he loves meetings, he loves to do meetings, and I, I hate meetings. <laughs> and he's like, I want you to do a meeting with me, and I, you know, I'm always like dragged into these meetings, these business meetings. And he goes, uh, I want you to do this meeting with us for this architect for the for the house. And uh, he opens up the FaceTime, and it's Joanna Gaines. And I was like... Oh! <laughs> a few weeks later,
2: Lopez and Gaines were photographed standing on the beach in front of the home with TV film crews in the background. Mm. But we don't know what happened to the inside of the home, and unfortunately, we only have exterior photos.
0: I know. I, I try to do a bit of research googling the address i didn't find anything um no interior photos so it remains a mystery whoever buys this place perhaps we will see photos eventually um but we'll just have to dream about what a j-lo and joanna gaines collaboration could have looked like i know it might have been pretty cool
2: i bet it would be cool
0: what if they pay? Okay, I'm putting my tin hat on right now. What if they paid, jo- <laughs> Joanna, and she was out there with Baby Crew? They were they were spotted um, on the beach in front of J Lo's place. Right. What if they just paid her, and the paparazzi came through and they took photos, and it was all to be like, oh, J Lo's Malibu house is going to be Joanna Gainesified, and then but they had every intention of selling it
2: but that was like a year ago that would be a super long con.
0: That, w- that would that would be a- <laughs> right because they bought it for 6.6 and they're selling it for eight so it's not like they stand to make like a massive massive on their by their standards it's a massive no
2: buy- I like I like where you're coming from though I do like the I like the train of thought I mean, coming.
0: they're clearly good business people. And Joanna Gaines, they're like, who can we, who was like the hottest, buzziest design, celebrity designer that everyone loves and everyone knows about? Joanna Gaines. Let's, let's call her in. I don't know. I mean,
2: That's- it is a little weird that they brought that all of this was witnessed and talked about on the Ellen show and that she was seen on the beach in front of JLo and A-Rod's house and then nothing came of it. Right. Like for the public consumption,
0: we thought there was going to be a special. It was going to be filmed for for the Gaines's new um, TV network, their Magnolia Network. Like, I feel a little let down. As do I. Um, hopefully, when
2: this place sells, we'll have a little bit more insight into what's going on inside. Now that's big mystery.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Let's move on to another celeb making moves this week, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah.
2: I didn't think that this would be a second week in a row where we would talk about Shia LaBeouf, but
0: here I am. I, am. <laughs> I know. Um, Shia LaBeouf, real estate genius? No. Uh, maybe. Maybe. He, okay, so we talked about Shia last week, week right? Yes. Just <laughs> yeah. was our winner. Right. He was our winner, um, because he put up this gorgeous Sherman Oaks home. Uh it's a beautiful mid century home. It's right on the hillside, so he has a gorgeous view. And it was priced at two point two five. Um, I went back into the listing today and I saw that it is contingent. So he is Potentially on the way to selling this home, it's only been on the market for 18 days. So uh, I think this is just a one-two punch of having a gorgeous piece of property and at a good price, at at a reasonable price for the comps and and for what you're getting.
2: And I apologize. I misspoke. He was not our winner last week. He was in our Making Moves segment last week because that was when he put his house up for sale. So here we are one week later (laughs) and it's contingent. Yeah, Just
0: just for the, the fact checkers out there. Um, just for the accuracy. Right, right, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a commitment to accuracy. But yeah, I mean, he's been kind of top of mind with the real estate moves he's making. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see the final sales price for this. But my guess is he's totally going to get what he was asking for, if not
0: more. Because this place was <laughs> jaw-dropping. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more. Me too. And if he does, he will be our winner, <laughs> and then we'll talk more about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Another
2: week in a row. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, the final property that we are going to discuss is, uh, or the fi- I guess the final story that we're going to discuss is uh, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Gianoli. We've talked about them a lot lately. Um, news broke that they bought a new house. They famously sold, or at least famously on this podcast, uh, sold their gigantic Bel Air home for $18.75 million to the Tinder co-chair, one of yeah. Co-founder. Co-founder, excuse co-chair. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and they purchased a home, a brand new home.
2: They haven't, let me tell you my favorite part about this is that People Magazine, at the very least, is one of the publications Calling it um, downsizing, that they have downsized into <laughs> yeah. a $9.5 million residence that's nearly 12,000 square feet. So, right. I, I mean, I guess it's... when you come from like the ginormous place that they did in Bel Air uh, and you go to this, I guess it's like downsizing, technically. Yeah.
0: I mean, this place is its a modern farmhouse marvel uh, in Hidden Hills, California aka Kardashian land mm-hmm. most if not all of the Kardashians have properties in Hidden Hills uh it's you know as we've discussed previously with with Lori and Massimo they like to buy properties and flip them um or buy a property, redo it and then, you know, sell it eventually. This place is it's new. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, maybe you, Natalie, would flip it because it was built in back in 2019, (laughs) the good old days of 2019. I know. But my guess is there's not a whole lot to do with it because, yeah, it was built in 2019 just last year, six bedrooms, nine bathrooms,
0: open plan. Yeah.
2: Yeah everything's pretty much
0: brand new yeah and i just don't know i mean unless they want to completely redo the style of this home but like you don't then why would you buy
2: it to begin with? yeah
0: you don't buy a modern farmhouse a brand new modern farmhouse in la if that's not your intention so maybe they're just downtrodden from all their legal woes and they're just like we don't have the fortitude to (laughs) redo a home like
2: it's actually really gorgeous. It has vaulted ceilings and skylights. And I'm not like a huge modern farmhouse stan, but I can get behind this one. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I was a little surprised that this is what they went for, given the the um, aesthetic of their last place. That was, I mean, I guess maybe their last place, the personality was just like enormous. Like that was yeah. the personality. It was just big. <laughs>
0: I think so. It was... Because it was, it was Mediterranean. It was modern. It was it, it was very, like, transitional, their home, their, their previous home. This one definitely has more of a farmhouse, a modern farmhouse aesthetic. They
2: don't seem to down on their luck by any means. That's all. I mean, I know... Right? So
0: they're being, what, sentenced later this month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sentenced later this month. They were able to take 18.75... Um, or, you know, able to sell their previous home for that much. Who knows how much of that is going toward legal fees with their crazy dream team of, of a defense team? Um, but they clearly had enough for a down payment for this place. This is a gorgeous house. Like they, yeah, they still clearly are extremely wealthy. Um, so, how do they get that wealthy, Massimo?
2: How do they have that much money? <laughs>
0: Is it all? Dude, it, it has to be all him. It's not that Full House all, money. Oh, it's definitely all him. I mean, full. Uh, well, sh- syndication from Full House. Sure she's she got a little bit of main, residuals, but main cast member. You know, she's been a a fixture on the Hallmark Channel films and 901, nine, <laughs> 90120. nine nine oh one two oh.
2: Wasn't she on nine oh two one oh?
0: She was okay. yeah the, the the reboot she was. Okay.
2: I mean I'd say it's probably like 90 10 80 20 something like that, right?
0: I think so. But yeah, they, they're they're good. So <laughs> they are whatever. good.
2: They they made a move and it was a good one. But not the cheating thing. That was a bad move. That yeah, not
0: a good, not a good move. There. I'm speaking purely in real estate terms. We speak only in real estate terms on this podcast. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um, so those are all the updates we have for you this week. If we have more, we will include them in the next episode.
2: Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made some have been successes and some have been duds yeah Uh, as we talked about at the top of the show Rachel Ray was going to be our loser this week um and I guess she sort of is for her real estate decisions but we felt bad saying it so we're just gonna have a winner this week and that Mm -hmm. winner is comedian tv star Nick Kroll Surprisingly, I don't know why this is surprising. Natalie can. <laughs> we we started to talk about this before the pod. So Nick, uh, bought a Spanish style pad in is it Los Feliz? I say Los Feliz, Los Feliz. Okay, um, the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Uh, Nick bought this place for six million. It was priced at $5.895 million. So he did pay over asking, which sort of suggests that maybe there was a bidding war and some competition. It's not like that much over asking, though. Mm-hmm. And when you see this place and you see inside of it, you completely understand why uh, there might have been some competition for it. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just, we got to thinking, we were like, God. Why does this dude have such good taste in real estate? And then a few weeks back, Will Arnett was our winner because he had such good taste in real estate. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks before that, Will Forte was our winner because he had such good taste in real estate. So we're noticing a trend here, right, Nat? With what, like cis white male
0: comedians? Yeah, we're noticing a big trend here. This home, it's a Spanish-style home. History has shown us, like Will Arnett had his gorgeous... Uh, glass extremely modern organic glass home in Los Angeles and Will Forte 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 <laughs> But you you keep saying Forte It's Forte You do you girl Okay Uh he has the home in carmel right carmel or monterey area
2: yeah yeah and it was just absolutely beautiful right um overlooking the ocean i don't know i'm we're not necessarily trying to draw a correlation here but we're totally drawing a correlation um it's just interesting and uh, to be fair i'm not in love with the decor in a lot of this house but it wasn't nicks uh it's Obviously this is the listing photos that are here now but what really stands out here is the architecture. It is so unique um and so original. Um there's the a,
0: windows with the arches. The I kitchen love those.
2: has beautiful it looks almost like original um tile from the 1920s mm-hmm. and the cabinetry is a beautiful teal color and there's wood beam ceilings. There's a gorgeous courtyard outside with more uh
0: uh tile that matches what's in the kitchen it does yeah it's kind of like an extension of the living area or or the the dining and eating area um it's if you love quintessential spanish architecture this home has it but then it also has really really special little little details and so if he picked it, maybe he has a great agent who has a good eye. I don't know. But he, he this is a good, good score for him. And this came on the market in the beginning of July. So it's not like it was languishing and he had to, you know, it, that it was some sort of like undesirable property. Like this is clearly a place that people wanted. And Nick Kroll got it. So for that, he's our real estate winner of the week. And that is it for this episode of House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories we talked about today, go to Realtor.com news. You can also go to Google, type in Realtor.com and the topic, and it should show up for you. If you like what you heard today, we would be so appreciative if you would give us a five-star rating and write us a review. And don't forget to subscribe. Yes, and don't forget to subscribe. Please subscribe also so you can get episodes delivered straight to your device as soon as they are published and drop. made public. As soon <laughs> what a weird as they drop. What a weird way to say that. If you'd like
2: to email us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts on the show. Just thoughts on life. Tell us how you're doing. We're podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. But if that's not really your thing, you can find us on social media. We're, we're everywhere. We're on Facebook and Twitter. And we're on Instagram. We're at House Party Pod on all so please find us there that's where we post the stories that we've talked about the photos that we've talked about we'd love to hear from you
0: thanks again for hitting play and we will talk to you later bye
1: bye